Welcome to Uncle Form Podcast. This is a 30-ish minute podcast created to celebrate and showcase diversity within Black Male Thought. I'm Darius Watkins. Yep, I'm Ryan Thomas. And we are live, episode two. Absolutely, absolutely, man. How are you? Man, you know, I'm here, bro. Like, this episode, like, really, uh, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, this episode really excites me. I, I think this is the most interactive ep- episode that we'll have, uh, for those who don't know, uh, who don't follow us on Instagram. Uh, we... we released a series released a question and basically the question said like what finance questions do y'all want to talk about and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today so like i'm excited about it what about you yeah man i'm excited about it as well i want to say up front i'm not trying to posture myself as any type of expert okay when it comes to finances all right i actually probably have questions myself but we did want to have this talk because you know we can talk about our life experiences and share knowledge that we know you know so i'm excited mm-hmm. about it yeah. So, and just to uh, frame this conversation a little bit, we'll be talking, we're going to talk about things into categories. So we're going to talk about savings. We're going to talk about debt. We're going to talk about relationships and money. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about homes, retirement, uh, the infamous Dave Ramsey, faith. And then we will do the big picture to kind of wrap it all up. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump, jump into it. Uh, this question is from my brother, Dondrea. Uh, the importance of savings. Okay, so his question is the importance. Okay, mm-hmm. not how to. Yeah, saving is important, man. You always want to have money uh, wrapped up for a, a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I lost my entire savings account during COVID, um, I'm definitely trying to build that back up uh, because I feel like it is important. What about you? Yeah, man, I think that the big thing is just you're limiting the chances of you being crippled, right? So if something happened, like you don't have to like go get a loan or if something happened, you don't have to go into credit card debt or if something happens, you don't have to be in a position to where basically, man, you, you just screwed. Um, and we'll get to like vacations and stuff um, a little bit later on, but like it also helps to just have a little bit in, in savings, like just in case you need a mental break. So yeah, safety net, safety net. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's go get into the next question. My guy, Ethan, how to start and sustain a savings account. Shout out to my boy, Ethan. Yeah. And Dundrell, you know what I'm saying? But uh, how to start and sustain, sustain, my opinion is you should probably have it disconnected from a debit card. Um, I would say maybe even go to a different financial institution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if I'm at Wells Fargo with my checking account, Mm -hmm. um, I may go to, you know, a credit union for savings. Um, without a card that way you're not tempted to swipe that mug to take out you know it's just like over to the side the different account um that's my that's my thought on it to sustain it and make sure that it doesn't <laughs> you know you draining it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i agree with that um i actually have an account with marcus um marcus which is like through goldman and sec so like it's so i can't just like go in and take something out I think that like prior to marriage, like I've I pretty much always just like pulled from savings when I wanted to, which led to like which led to me not sustaining my account, which is like the question that he asked. Um, another thing I say is that um, Ally has a really really cool savings account that's separate from your bank account, and you can actually like categorize it. Um, so like this is for this is for vacation, this is for home and car, this is for uh, emergency, whatever the case may be. But you can you can sustain it out, and you're getting you're picking up more interest, which is still not a lot. But you're still picking up more interest than like a traditional savings account. Savings accounts through banks are trash. So like or through traditional banks are trash. Another thing I just say is that like, go ahead, like this is this may seem hard at the beginning, but like go ahead, make it to where you have automatic withdrawals for savings. So that can be $50 a month, that can be a hundred dollars a month, that can be four hundred dollars, maybe even be like thousands. I don't know. But like if you do that, then like that's how you sustain it because every month something's coming out. So when something does happen, you already have this money set on the side to do that. 
So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Shout out to Madeline from May playing podcast. Uh, next, hey. question, next question is how do I keep friends and stay on a budget? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a really good question, man. My answer is simple. Just get you some rich friends who will pay for everything, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to pick your friends better. Nah, nah, nah. But I understand the sentiment. Like, you want to go out. You know, I know COVID kind of stopped that, but we're getting back out. Want to go to the movies. Want to eat out with your friends. You know, basically, it's just about communication, man. You got to let people know, like, hey, you know, I'm trying to save money in this season. You know, can we maybe make tacos at the house instead of going to Freedoms mm-hmm. or whatever? Can yeah, we just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Can mm-hmm. we go the cheaper route? Um, mm-hmm. And then your friends, if they really are friends, I think they'll listen to you and they'll they'll be supportive of you while you're on your savings journey. Yeah, um, I think that um, for for me, I think that like that's that's great. And also, I think like sometimes, man, you may need to find a little side hustle. Sometimes you may need to like mm-hmm. I get plasma every week, um, and mm-hmm. I and like what in the past two and a half months I've made like two thousand dollars giving plasma. So yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm yeah, so like anytime I go out with friends or anything like that, like I'm using my plasma card to pay for stuff. So like yeah. it's not coming out of my active income. So like so that's helped me like to be able to do those things and to just buy Jordans and stuff. To be real with you, like I'm not gonna lie to yeah. you. <laughs> hey, that explains why I look like you' about to pass out right now, bro. Because you ain't got no plasma left. Wow, wow. <laughs> right, this, is, this is what you're doing. No, okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. You look great, bro. <laughs> appreciate that appreciate um what i guess is a is a compliment i'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure, but, but we just gonna rock with it we just gonna rock with it um all right um aaron tucker my guy right budget for right time so yeah i think what he's asking is like you know how do i know when to say when to budget I mean, like right time, I guess like for instance, like you said, when you're single, you're doing one thing, when you're married, that's another time. So mm-hmm. you may do things differently then. Yeah, I think it's just depending on what you're trying to do. What are your goals? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're trying to accomplish something like getting a new car or something like that, then obviously that would be the time to cut back. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, his, his question probably could be something different and I hope I answered it. But yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. You know, it's just depending on your goals for the next couple months or years or whatever. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it, it truly depends on what your goals are. Like, that's what it really boils down to. Like, know what your goals are and have a plan, a budget in place. Know what your financial goals are and have a budget and plan in place to reach those goals. And they'll look different every time. Like, sometimes you may have may need home renovation. Sometimes you may just want to go on a, on a dope vacation. Vacation. Sometimes you may want to, like, save up to get a new tattoo. Like, who knows? But, like, you know. And that's, like, the right budget for the right time. So just having a plan and sticking to that plan, I would say um let's see all right uh shanita what's good how to balance saving while trying to live every experience you deserve and the millennial said (laughs) amen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this is like i think this is definitely like for the travelers and the people that love to travel and love to experience things like i would just say you gotta act your wage you know what i'm saying (laughs) you gotta make sure that if you're trying to go to dubai you got dubai money you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying if you're trying to have a trip every year. I hear people say, I want to go on a trip every year. Well, that's fine, you know, but you have to make sure that you have that type of money and income coming in to be able to do that. Uh, so I think it's about making sure that, you know, your expectations are realistic, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then making, setting a goal, you know, you might have to write it down. Okay, it's gonna cost this much for the Airbnb, this much for the, the flight, this much for whatever. Get your grand total and then go ahead and start putting that into savings um, and, and, and monitor it. 
you know, that's what I would say. Yeah, and, and kind of along the same lines, really back to like the last question, honestly, um, are you making a plan in place for your goals? So like you can take $100, $200, whatever you want to do every month for a vacation fund or whatever you want to do. Um, I would I would truly ask like what, what it means to like deserve. I don't know what that means, truly. Um, yeah, so like, that is, that is, uh, there is some interesting language she used. There. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure you know it much better than I do, but like I do think that like historically like, people who have not come from uh, wealthy backgrounds or not even, not even wealthy, maybe upper middle class backgrounds, like those people are not used to vacationing and stuff like that. And I would say that vacations are like mental health needs uh, for some people. Mm -hmm. And they, they can even be a staycation, like who knows what it is, but like those things are important. But like at the same time, you have to plan for that. You have to budget for that. And maybe it yeah. looks like uh, not eating out for this month or, or not eating out as frequently this month, like so you can have a plan in place to do that. But like, I don't have a problem with it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, work hard, play hard, right? That's the saying. And that stuff is important, uh, but I think the conversation shifts a little bit if you have debt, which is the next topic, actually. So that works perfectly. Debt. All right. <laughs> uh, does it does paying off debt matter if you can afford the payments? So, uh, so <laughs> you said what? I was about to answer. Shout out to Chavez. This came from yeah, Chavez. Chavez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that paying off debt definitely matters, and I think it matters to God. You know, mm -hmm. I think about a scripture that says, like, if you owe a man money uh, and he throws you in prison until you pay all of the money. I mean, I'm butchering this scripture, by the way. But it was basically yeah. something that Jesus said about, man, when you owe people money, they actually have the right to put you in prison. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back then. So uh, you want to make sure that you you don't owe any man anything but to love him. I think I quoted that one correct. That's also in Romans. Mm -hmm. Owe no man nothing but to love him. So, yes, pay off your debts, people. Yeah, and I think he's saying like I'm I'm paying it off, like, but like, is it bad for me to have debt? I would just question like, what kind of debt is it? Like, do, uh, you, do you have like a seventy thousand dollar car that you're paying off over six years? Generally, yeah. like, I listen to a podcast called The Money Guy. They don't recommend you like have a car note longer than three years. Some people say four years. The reason why is because like after that amount of time, like usually if something happens in between after like in between that time, like you're upside down on your payment, which means that like even when you get a check from insurance, like it's still not enough to pay off your car. So I think it depends on like the, the type of debt. If it's like a, a house, like, cool. Um, I know yeah. some people, some De Dave Ramsey people, which we'll get to later on, will say, hey, don't buy a house until you paid off all your debt. Um, and, I, yeah. and I would say to you, uh, have a seat um, and, and keep doing keep, keep doing you, but have a seat <laughs> as it relates to me. Um, you know, we'll talk about that later, but I did want to say something about Dave Ramsey, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, speaking of, <laughs> it's like, it's like these questions coming for him, but, uh, <laughs> the next question from, uh, Sierra CC, uh, CC recently married CC. Uh, so yeah, CC. Yeah. <laughs> um, how to use credit cards to your advantage. That's a really good question. CC. Uh, my answer is, I think I've heard someone say this before. You can get a credit card and you can make that be for uh, something that you feel comfortable with paying pretty regularly. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, maybe you put all of your gas for the month on that credit card. Mm -hmm. At the end of the month, just pay it off. And that's going to be to your advantage because it's going to uh, improve your credit score. Uh, mm -hmm. If you do that over time, um, you just want to make sure that you can handle the debt that you put on the credit card rather than going into something where it's like, oh, we're going to get $2,000 on it this month. And now you're late trying to catch up at the end of the month. Make sure you can close it out each month. Yeah, you don't, you don't. Yeah, you don't want the interest to accrue. 
Uh, additionally, like just get cards with, with reward points. My, my credit card that I have like has reward points and like I'm a fan of my, my reward points. I paid for like some vacations or at least part of some vacations by like using reward car- points for the credit card. Now, with that being said, I want to be clear. I pay my card off every month. So like I'm never I never have an outstanding balance. So right. like that's what I will say. If you cannot handle like not having an outstanding balance, then like don't have a credit card right now or have a credit card with a low limit. Like, yeah. like those things are important, but like also just like try not to additionally just like try not to use like more than 40 percent of whatever it is, you, whatever it, your limit is for the credit card. So like, I mean, traditionally, they say, they only say like 30 percent, but I'll just say like try not to use like definitely not half of your uh, credit card limit because like that will affect your credit score negatively. So like that's how you use credit cards to your advantage. Like you don't surpass that and you're always in that range. So that's, yeah, that's I've never that's had a credit card, by the way. For real? Yep, never had one. Uh, maybe one day in the future I will. I'm not against them, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I just never got one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit cards, yeah, credit cards are not for everybody, um, and I truly mean that. Like, I know, like some people will be like, "Everybody get a credit card." No, that's not the case. Everybody does not need a credit card if you if you know like your behaviors, if you know your tendencies, whatever that may be. So, like, it may not be the best thing for you to get one because once you get one, they're gonna try to give you another one. So, like, let's just be real. Yeah, um, yeah, but let's talk about let's talk about a type of credit, uh, which is basically basically a credit card that like everybody has. Uh, this is from now nah, I ain't gonna say her, I ain't gonna say the person's name because I ain't gonna, I ain't trying to put them out there like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is about student loans. Don't pay them back or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, student loans. I, I know these very well. Man, you know what? I feel like we should try to pay back student loans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know it, it's a terrible, you know, thing to have to just, it's almost like your money's just flying in the wind because, you know, college is over. You've been mm-hmm. out of college for years. Um, but I think you should try, you know, set up a plan. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not going to front, man. I have had seasons and years where I just paid that bare minimum, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, just to like keep it from going into collections. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, man, you know, life changes. Uh, and I think Biden has kind of made it kind of hard for people because everybody's like waiting for him to just be like, they're all canceled. You know what I'm saying? Which he said, said that he doesn't have the power to do. But I know, right? And it's yeah. like, it's almost like people are waiting and then they feel like, what if I pay it all and then he canceled it? Now I could have just kept that money, you know? I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen though. I, what do you think? <laughs> no, I want to get to the question, but no, I don't think that like yeah, student loans as a whole will be forgiven. I think that like they'll be forgiven for some groups and stuff like that. But I don't I don't think it's wise to wait. Um, and I'll just like share personally, like I did like default on my student loans um, and I owed like fifty five thousand, something like that at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I start paying them off like marriage really pushed me because I, I didn't want like my wife to have anything to do with this. And also like don't my personal conviction. And, and this is me. Like I don't want my kids to, to come into a world like where I have debt if I can if I can do something about it, which I can. So like um, so I owe fifty five thousand. I want to say like last june which is june of 2020 i'm down to like 17 16,000 um mm-hmm. already and i think that i'll i think that like i'll be finished by the end of the year um so okay. so yeah um so i would definitely and, and i say it to say that like it can be done uh i'm speaking from somebody with, with um a dual income so it's not 100 fair to compare but one thing like this is my heart though at the end at the end of the day like i don't want y'all to be retired 65 or whatever the case may be and now now your wages are being garnished like in retirement like that's oh like like that's that, that's terrible like that, the thought of that just scares me especially for black people honestly um like i don't want that so like 
I would say like, even if you make $50,000 a year and you owe a hundred thousand, you doing a 20 year plan where they wipe things away at the end of that 20 years is better than not doing anything. So like, I mean, I'm definitely like for myself um, and for many people, like I would say pay it off aggressively, but if you can't pay it off aggressively or or if that's just too intimidating for you, for you, then like get, get some plan in place to where it goes away eventually. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and I, and I know Navient, they have a thing sometimes where like, say you owe $5,000, mm-hmm. they'll send you a letter in the mail where it's like, hey, if you pay us 2,500 today, we'll, we'll, we'll cancel the rest. Mm-hmm. So they are doing those types of deals, you know, depending on your history, if you've been making payments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you have options, you know, you don't have to die. I don't think you have to die trying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I understand the sentiment though. And I think that like, yeah. I think that like the current administration did a terrible job. Um, as they far got as our hopes up, man. Yeah, as far as messaging, terrible, um, yes. terrible, and that's one of many things. But this is not that kind of podcast right now. Um, right. Let's let's get into relationships. And when we say relationships, like that can be almost anything. Like that doesn't have to be like an intimate relationship. It's just with the people, and compared compared to people. So first thing, my guy Nick Moore. You will hear his name a lot more today. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick Moore loves <laughs> money. So shout out to my guy, Nick, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just basically means you're trying yeah. to match and, and and compete with somebody else's financial life, which I would say is a temptation that I think it's understandable, you know, especially if you got friends, you know, they're out there with the Bentley, you know, they're going out to the nicest restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. they flying out, getting flued out, all that stuff. And it's and, all on social media. And it's all on social media. <laughs> yeah, you can see all the posts where they going to Hawaii and like mm. living it up. Yeah, it, it can be tempting, but I think you have to definitely resist that because that's going to lead you into a, a bunch of a bunch of issues, and not in, you know even including like spiritual issues if you're not careful. You mm-hmm. know whether it be coveting, you know covetousness, jealousy, you know things of that nature. So you definitely have to watch that. But I would definitely say like there's nothing wrong with being aspirational to want to like be able to do things with your friends. Um, but like I said before, you, you do have to be able to communicate about the things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Money money comes, money goes. People have good seasons of money and bad seasons of money. And I think it's just about being realistic about where you are right now, you know, mm-hmm. even while you're reaching for your goals. So, you know, don't, don't try to compete with people, man. Like, let people live where they're doing, uh, live their lives the way they're living them, and you focus on what you need to do right now. That's my, that's my advice. Yeah, man. Um, Ecclesiastes five ten says, "Whoever loves money never has enough." Um, mm. and, and like as it relates to money, like you'll never have enough. You'll never have enough to keep up with whoever you're trying to keep up with. So like, just try to be grounded. Um, the best thing you can do, honestly, is have a budget. Have a budget app. I use Mint, M I N T. Um, and like where all my things are are in in one app. And like, just go look over your expenses every month and like do real heart checks. Like, why did I spend this much at this restaurant or this bar or whatever, or this event? Like, why did I go to this event? I don't even like the Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> like, like I'm a season ticket holder, so I'm not talking about myself. But, like, why did I even, like, go to this event? Like, actually, like, do heart checks at the end of the month. And I think that can, like, prevent, like, some of the, the keeping up with the Joneses things that you may do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um. All right. Next question comes from, where are we at? Uh, Madeline again. Madeline. The big homie Madeline. Yep, How yep. can a single person hold themselves accountable? Ooh, you know, I think you gave a good example just now. Uh, mm-hmm. Apps like Mint are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have a person 
then you can use the technology and it'll tell you, hey, you know, last month you spent 60% of your money on food, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I, I don't, I don't need to eat out as much, you know, right. I think uh, you can use technology, you can use, if you don't like making spreadsheets and stuff, it does the work for you, yep. it creates reports. Um, and then, like you said, uh, like we said earlier, just like friendships, you know, I, I think it is intimidating, though, talking to friends about money issues, mm -hmm. you know, because it's almost like I'm not telling you this because I want to borrow money. But then a person might be like, are, are you about to ask me for money right now? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, hear, I hear where this is going. So mm -hmm. it can be intimidating, but definitely being able to talk to people like, man, I'm trying to figure out how to save, man. I'm kind of like struggling with this. What are some things you do? Mm -hmm. I think that would be some good advice uh, uh, or a good course of action to take, get some advice. Really see like how you're spending and like how it relates to your goals and then check the heart behind your goals. Like if my heart behind my goals is to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. Is that like really a good goal? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it is. Like maybe that's something that God truly put, put on your heart, but we all know that like the love of money is the root of all evil. So like, yeah. just like, re like reevaluate your goals if you, whenever you can. Outside of that, just use an app. Um, track your spending and let your friends know, let your community know like what your goals are so that, yeah, so that yeah. they can hold you accountable. Because yeah, and I want to also say too, uh, you, you quoted that the love of money is the root of all evil. I've heard people say money is the root of all evil. And I'm glad that you said the love. Yeah. <laughs> money yeah. is actually not good or bad. It's just something that's there. Uh, and I know Jesus talked about money a lot. So I just want to throw that out there because I heard someone say that one time and I was just thinking, you know, that's a big difference. If you think money is the root of all evil, then <laughs> what does that leave you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, even um, Ecclesiastes uh, 5, 19, and it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy you your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. So like, again, it's money. nothing holistically wrong with money in itself. It is something wrong when we, tr when we try to use money um, to give us happiness. It is something wrong when we try to use money to like, I watched Coming to America uh, yesterday. You know the scene where um, the king gets into it with, um, or the king basically tells Lisa McDowell, like, hey, he don't even want you. He don't even yeah, want yeah. you. And then the pops come come back. He like, hey, what'd you say to my daughter? He like, hey, million dollars. Take this, this show, this this is my apology, a million dollars. He said, no, nah. he, said, he said two mil. He said, bro, you can't buy my forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. There you so, go. Yeah. But I just think that's like a real practical example. Um, hey, um, next finances and marriage, how to integrate finances and marriage. Um, I think that like, that's like a tricky question. And I think that, I think that like, this is why as a married couple, you should consistently have conversations about finances. Like every once in a while, I'll just be like, Hey Joy, I want to like rent houses like in the future or Hey Joy, mm -hmm. like I want to like do this project to the house. So like when it comes up, like we're aligned. It's not like mm -hmm. some just like randomly popped up. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Communication, just like anything else with marriage. And I would mm -hmm. say uh, budget together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even if one person is doing all the work, mm -hmm. you know, just budget together and just be there in the same room while it's happening. So that way it's like, man, I didn't realize that you pay this much for that. I didn't realize that you need, you know, yeah. and then, you, then you're already like, okay, we're on the same page as far as how much I got coming in and what I'm planning on spending out this month. Uh, so I, do you think, let me ask you this question, cause this is a follow-up. Do you think budgets should be done monthly in, with couples or do you think they can be done like once every three months or something like that? 
I think it depends. Like, cause sometimes like you may have a salary change or something like that, or um, something may come up. Uh, you may, you may have like a car accident or something like that, or you may have like a medical bill or you may have a renovation that you may want to do. So I think it's important to just like talk about things monthly, but like actually like meet about things once every three months. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that wouldn't be overkill. Yeah. All right. So the next topic is something that like neither Ryan or myself are like necessarily astute on. Uh, I'm talking about investing. Um, so like, I mean, I, I listen to podcasts, like I have a general knowledge, but I'm not, I'm not, nor will Ryan like pretend to be like an investment e- expert. Uh, right. But let's, let's go ahead and hop into it. Investing versus savings. Um, yeah. I think, I think this is funny because yeah. you had a conversation with LA on social media about something where he was like, why well, save when I can invest or something like that. Do you, do you remember that conversation? Man, that must've been a while ago. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Either that or my memory is tripping, but mm-hmm. shout out to LA. Yeah. Me and him have a lot of conversations on social media. So I could say, you know, investing is just coming alongside a company or a business um, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'm going to put some money in and I'm going to be a partner with you so that when you make certain profit, I'll get certain profit as well. Mm-hmm. Versus saving, saving is just putting your own money away into an account uh, for a rainy day. So I have investment stock. I've taken a little bit of investment in a company that did not pan out, and I don't think it's gonna pan out. Called mm-hmm. Movie Pass. <laughs> mm, no, I, I invested, yeah, I invested a bunch of shares in Movie Pass back before the pandemic, and then when the pandemic hit and the movie theaters closed down, uh, I kind of, you know, I still got the money in there to this day, mm-hmm. but I kind of lost my uh, my drive on it. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be able to get that money back. Yeah. And this is like an interesting conversation now, especially like as it relates to like inflation, which is like when things are worth more than like they have been in the past. They would say your money that you're saving now won't be worth what it'll be like when you actually use it. So like it'd be wiser to invest. And I think it's like this argument like that that you should be investing versus savings, whereas somebody like Dave Ramsey would be like, you need a three to six month emergency fund. Um, Mm -hmm. And some people would be like, you need a year emergency fund. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, I think that like after like three to six months, you should be investing. But some people would like rather invest before the three to six months um, because right. they, feel like they, can ju- they can just withdraw it or whatever the case may be. I personally don't think that like you should invest like until you have a three to six month emergency fund. Um, and that's just speaking like to the general person. Now, if you like a finance whiz or something like that and you really understand the market, then that's different. But like outside of that, like, you probably need that three to six month emergency fund. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I think that's like the easiest way to go about it, about it. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Um, and my brother said, my brother again, Dondrell said, invest in a Roth. Um, <laughs> so all right. I'm, um, I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead. Now you got it, bro. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna um point my brother in the direction. Uh, there's a podcast called Earn Your Leisure, uh, Rashad Bilal and Troy Millens, two black men who talk about stock investment things of that nature like mm-hmm. pros uh so earn your leisure podcast that's why i would direct you when it comes to talking about roth ira and things of that nature because to be honest i don't know much about it so that's where i'm gonna point you at for that that's my answer yeah and, and a Roth basically like it's it's um an investment it's retirement account and it's it's one of the most tax beneficial accounts that you can have um, there's a limit on how much you can uh, put into it a year. I think it's $5,000, but like it's when you, when you can pull from it, like there are no taxes to be paid. 
So like it's it's mm. very beneficial to to do that. And like a Dave Ramsey would say, like, hey, invest in a Roth. All right. Uh, what is an ROI? Nick again. An ROI is a return on investment. Basically, that just means if you invest, let's say you invest in movie pass, you invest hundred dollars, you get you ended up um when you when you pull it, it's two hundred dollars. That means you gained a hundred dollars. So so like that's that's pretty much all it means. Yeah, it's just a return. It's like you know, you yeah, you you get money back for the money that you put in uh, mm -hmm. to the investment. The company was profitable. Yeah, you made a good choice. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much all it boils down to. And there's an equation. If you want to find the equation to find like the actual number, you can look that up online. But with a return on investment or ROI, like just that is something that you should know, and that is something that you should be mindful about when you're making investments to see if you're actually making wise investments. Huh? How to how to invest, what to invest in with minimum extra cash. Tricky. So I, like I feel, I feel like this is a tricky question because I don't feel like there's one straightforward answer on that. I mean, investment is always gonna be a little bit of a risk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I would just yeah. Yeah. I got I got a friend named Hall Ballinger. Hall Ballinger. He is a financial advisor. Um, he is somebody who can help you out in that capacity. But I would reach out to my guy, Hal Ballinger, as it relates to those type of things. Okay, um, there you go. You're doing or, or listen to Earn Your Leisure. Come on. I'm going to yeah. just keep well, bouncing. <laughs> they probably want to talk to a real person. Or if you want to talk to a real person, I'll let Hal. Yeah. Earn Your Leisure, they kind of like just talk about like any and everything. You don't know what you're going to get when you That's true. Pull, pull that podcast up. That's so, true. You got to listen for a few hours. Yeah. Get find what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. Um, Sports betting is gambling, but New York Stock Exchange isn't. <laughs> uh i would say in a way they both are gambling and the new york stock exchange from what i understand is just like investing but on like a huge level like on the highest levels mm -hmm. uh, wolf of wall street was not a good movie i don't recommend anybody to watch it but i did watch it <laughs> it's a pretty terrible movie mm -hmm. but it kind of just goes to show once you put that money out on wall street man things can get crazy you can end up Filthy rich, uh, or you can end up dead broke. So in a way, I would say it is kind of like sports betting. I mean, maybe even worse than sports betting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's worse. Um, just just by the sheer fact that like in sports betting, you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. Yes. Like like it's usually no in between. Like technically, yeah. like if some bets are going on, you can like withdraw in the third quarter, but you're not gonna get everything that you were supposed to get if you do that. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, like I would say that. And I think that like when it comes to gambling, I think that if you are investing money that you don't really have or if you're investing money that is not like just like extra money, then like right. that's kind of, that is kind of gambling. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. If, if you have a if you have a return on investment, that's like, you know, what I'm saying that it gives you something back. Then that's better than gambling because in gambling, you get nothing back a lot yeah. of times, at least in sports betting. So like that's a difference, but I would feel much more comfortable sports betting than I would invest in in something. Yeah, because it's a it's a short term thing. Like you're gonna mm -hmm. only gonna have that bet for, until the game goes off, which would probably mm -hmm. be in a couple of days. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> when you're in the New York Stock Exchange, you can be you can have your money in there for months, you know, mm -hmm. and watching what it does. So. Yeah, and I think that like culture has just changed a lot. Like you can now like sports gamble like on your phone, like that easy. Yeah. The game's on. You can just. To get on your phone and do it i've done it a couple times like fortunately like i don't think i've ever like in totality like as a whole like ever gambled more than 150 dollars um yeah so yeah. but i but i've won like 500 
So oh. holla for. So you know what it is. We need to go to the casino, bro. Now I'm straight on that. <laughs> Super straight. Um, cryptocurrency versus traditional investment. Look, look, look. I'm just gonna take this real quick. <laughs> look, high risk, high reward bets are just not good, and that's what cryptocurrency is. If you have extra money to do it, then okay, do you? But like, traditional investing is definitely way more, way more safe. And that question is from my guy Brian. Um, so what's good, Brian? But I would just say like, no. Um, generally speaking, if you got extra money laying around to where you can like take a risk and it's not gonna hurt you financially, then maybe do it. Or actually, like I don't know, this may sound crazy, help somebody else out or help another organization out or something like that. But mm-hmm. high risk, high reward bets is. I mean, I'm sorry, not bets, but um investments are just cryptocurrency is like the face of it right now so yeah i'll pass okay okay (laughs) yeah all right paying off paying off loans versus investing um i think this just depends on the person truly it depends on the person but like generally speaking like it's the wisest thing to do to pay off loans yeah i mean i would say yes to both you know but but i do think that you know you're right it's going to be hard to seriously, you know, invest and move in that direction. If you have these loans floating around, depending on what loans you're talking about. I mean, certain loans are going to take years to pay off regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, I don't think you need to wait until all every loan that I have in my name is gone before you invest. Cause that could really take a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think, you know, just split your money up and decide, put a little bit here, put a little bit there. Um, and see what you can do. I mean, that's a that's a tough question. It's a really good question too. Yeah, and then like you're not getting. I mean, the tricky part is that like you're not getting as much. The longer you wait, like if you even if you are 25 or 26, and you start putting 100 dollars a month into a Roth or something like that, mm-hmm. then you're gonna get way more out of it in the long run versus waiting until you're 35. Let's say you don't pay off your your debt until you're 35. You just lost a lot of money, like a whole lot of money. Absolutely. Um, just just like by the time you turn 65, you lost a whole bunch of money. So like there is like that side to it. So I do get that. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, let's talk about homes. <laughs> uh, rent versus buy argument. Go. 